0: Robots Radio presents...
1: Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast.
0: I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Hey, like I'm
1: really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah,
2: I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that, but you, you will never stop being a jerk.
0: All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's
2: home.
1: Angry white boy. Let's Go!
0: Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, the only podcast that asks the question, should a bee get into a relationship with a woman? That's Simone Larue. And
1: that's Chad Echowitz, wondering once more why we do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I believe you're, you're coming from the position of that a woman should be in a relationship with a bee. I'm, am, am I correct? You, <laughs> that's the position you're taking? <laughs>
1: um. You know, it's like a nuanced situation. I
0: think. <laughs> well, like we don't kink shame like, on this podcast, but also
1: we don't kink shame. Can the bee consent? I mean, he's super sentient, so I guess he can.
0: Yeah, and I think he was way more into it than she was.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess technically he's a minor because he's like two weeks old.
0: Yeah, that's not good. So it can't be informed consent. I don't know. It's tricky.
1: It's, it's tricky. very. It's a
0: very tricky relationship. Yeah, there's a lot of power dynamics because I mean, she can squash him. So that's already a Uh, a huge pilot dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) to our listeners who are still wondering what movie we're talking about, (laughs) it is obviously The Fox and the Hound, uh, which inspires this week.
1: (laughs) Please, can we never do The Fox and the Hound? Like, I can't feel those emotions again, please.
0: No, no. uh, I think... Well, first of all, it's obviously too good. And even if it did suddenly somehow become bad, uh, I I can't handle it. I am too fragile like a very Mm -hmm. thin biscuit and I will just crumble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But what we really are doing this week is we are doing a bug week inspired by Brood X, which will be happening sometime later this year. And note that is not a fantastic festival following on fire festival, but instead a huge emergence of billions and billions of cicadas that are coming out all across North America. It's going to be gross. Oof. It's going to be fantastic. It, Super looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: Nice and loud.
0: (laughs) I think sort of, you know, it goes into the the theme of the 2020s. You know, obviously last year we had the forest fires and all those kind of natural disasters and then a plague. And now we've got locusts, basically. So obviously Egypt has to free the Jews and then we're done. (laughs)
1: Let let your people go.
0: (laughs) That's obviously what's happening, right? Mm. It's just the Bibble. (laughs) So for bug week, Simone, what two movies are we doing? So
1: we agreed that this is going to be creepy crawly week because the other movie that we're doing is eight legged freaks. Spiders are obviously Mm -hmm. arachnids and not insects. So yeah, creepy crawly week.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. I must say for our YouTube listeners, this is going to be the best episode ever. And personally, I'm already fucking distracted because there is a little beautiful kitty boy (laughs) in the background of Simone's video (laughs) and he's making my day.
1: This is just over my (laughs) shoulder. Looking so fucking
0: cute. He's, he's just doing his own thing, and it's great to watch. It's it's probably going to be our most entertaining episode he's ever. He's
1: looking like he's about to pounce on me, so I'm like really yeah. concerned. Look at oh. it.
0: Yeah, there he is. There he is. <laughs> oh, hi,
1: <Papa. laughs> okay, now he's just uh, a, there the back of my chair. There
0: you go. Well, Simone, I want to advocate for the fact that I think let's get eight crazy eight eight legs eight f- legged freaks out of the way first, because I think we have a lot more okay. to unpack on on um, B movie. Sure. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, Yeah, I'm happy with that. But
0: just out of interest, what are you drinking? Because it did look rather fancy.
1: No, not fancy at all. I am just out of wine at the moment. Like I I haven't been to the shop. So (laughs) I've got bitters and soda water. It's Mm -hmm. fine. It's relatively refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's not what I felt like, but, you know, it's hydrating.
0: There you go. There you go. You see, that goes to the optimism of this podcast. You're just constantly looking for the happiness in in, in everything around us. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Uh, what about you?
0: So this is a little bit of a story. I know I'm I'm already talking your ear off today, but uh, you last episode gave me the most amazing cheese sauce recipe where you put beer in instead of milk Mm
1: -hmm. and beer cheese sauce. Yeah,
0: so like a madman, I decided to use a Guinness uh for for the for the beer to use because it's nice how stout. did that turn
1: out was it not too like overpowering
0: no it was so good because it was really really because it, it, i cooked it down a little bit and then i did add like a little bit oh, of okay. water so it's sort of like kind of just dampened it a bit, but it was just mm. so, so tasty. Fair enough. Um, and with, like, a nice, strong, mature cheddar as well, like, those flavors really oh, right, kind of right, work right. together. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. So I am drinking What's Left of That, which is a Guinness, which is delicious. One of my oh, favorite beers. Oh,
1: very yeah. – I mean, St. Patty's Day was this last week. Mm. No? No, it wasn't. Well, it would Yes, be, it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. It would be – well, by, by the time this comes out, two weeks, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, long ago. But
1: yeah, so <laughs> yeah, nice so, little celebration. I hope you used. Like a caragold cheese or something. I
0: just use a, macheta, a mature cheddar, like a like a simpleton, like a basic bitch. See,
1: <laughs> so you weren't celebrating the Irish at all. How very rude. I
0: know, I know. I need to apologize to all the Irish people in our lives, which I think mm. for me amounts to like one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let me go first. Eight crazy, eight crazy legs, eight legged freaks. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then, and then. Tell and then... me all about it. So excited for B-movie afterwards. So excited. God. <laughs> There are few things better on this earth than settling down with a good book and losing yourself in its pages for hours. Unfortunately, with the demands of our modern lives, the time we can dedicate to reading is growing shorter and shorter. Simone and I love to read, but our lives are just so busy, we aren't able to get through all the books on our shelves. But that doesn't have to stop us from reading. Simone and I have made the switch to audiobooks. It's a great way to digest the content you're looking for in a book, while still being able to go about your day-to-day tasks. It's like having someone read you a bedtime story, but instead of going to sleep, you could be driving to work, doing the dishes, or ignoring your tyrant of a boss. If you like reading as much as Simone and me, but don't have the time, we have a special offer for you. Head over to audiobooks.com through the link in the show notes, and you'll get three audiobooks for free. This includes two books from their VIP section. Audiobooks.com is a great website with over 200,000 titles for you to choose from, all of them professionally produced. We know you'll find something you'll love, but in case you need any help, I would suggest reading Open Book by Jessica Simpson. You'll be pleasantly surprised by the valuable and deep insights Mr. Simpson has to offer. It's well worth the read. So head over to Audible.com through the link in our show notes and get your first three audiobooks for free. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Okay. Mike Parker, played by Scott Terra, is buddies with the local weirdo, Joshua, played by Tom Noonan, who collects exotic spiders. Mike loves going down to Joshua's spider farm to learn about the different species of spiders he has, such as the tarantula, the jumping spider, and the trapdoor spider, to name a few. What's really interesting about today's visitation is that Mike notices that all the spiders have dramatically grown in size. Joshua explains that the reason for this is that he's been feeding them these crickets he found down by the lake. We know from a scene before this that the lake, and therefore by extension the crickets, have been contaminated by some radioactive waste. It is this that makes the spiders grow really, really big. So, Mike leaves, and we see that one of the spiders has escaped. It bites Joshua, and he dies. On the way back to town, we, make, we meet Mike's mum, Samantha, played by Carrie Werher, who is the town sheriff, and Mike's sister, Ashley, played by Scarlett Johansson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't expecting to see a young Scar Joe, but you did. I mean,
0: it's presence on presence, man. So, (laughs) uh, they seem like a pretty normal family overall, even though Samantha doesn't want Mike hanging out with Joshua because he's so weird. So, a bit later, we learn that the town is in financial trouble. The mine, which used to be this town's main source of infrastructure and job creation, has now completely dried up. The mayor of the town, Wade, played by Leon Rippey, wants to basically sell the town in order to get the people to relocate. The sale has to be unanimous with all the landowners, and unfortunately for Wade, there is one holdout. Chris McCormack, played by David Arquette, uh, he is the owner of the mines and refuses to sell. His father, who died tragically a couple years back, believed that there was another gold vein in the mine and that if they just kept digging, they'd find it. Chris still believes in his father's idea, so he refuses to sell. This is when shit starts going bad. People and animals start to disappear. That's when a group of teenagers are suddenly attacked by a bunch of massive jumping spiders. One of them escapes and tries to tell the police, but ends up being chased into the mines. Meanwhile, Ashley is attacked in her, her own home by another giant spider, but luckily both Chris and Samantha are there to kill it. Mike realizes what's going on and basically does an absolutely nothing else for the rest of the movie to help. <laughs> and ensue. They realize that their best bet is to go uh, to the local strip mall and try and hide out there. Unfortunately, the spiders are too strong and break through the barricades and chase the survivors down the mines. That's when Chris comes up with a great plan to blow up all the spiders using the natural methane produced in the mine and setting it on fire. He does this, him and Samantha fall in love, the town is saved because Chris finds the gold vein, and the movie is over. The end.
1: The end. Chad, what is your cliffhanger?
0: It's a weird one this time, Hmm. but it's this this one.
2: Brett, slow down. I thought you loved me. I do. I do. But I just... But what? I just... I just don't want to lose my virginity in the front seat of a truck. Well, why didn't you say so? I got a blanket in the back. Brett, no. No, that's not it. I just don't think of money. Tammy and Larry do it every night. So fine, call them, okay? Have a, have a menage a trois if you want. Oh, that dirty talk just drives me nuts. Oh, Brett, no. Brett, please. Brett, look, I'm warning you, okay? Uh, I can't help it. You just bring out the beast in me. Brett, right, back off!
0: She just like stands up for herself. She tases him in the dick. And she's like, I think it's the most teenager reaction because she's just goes like, I can't believe you proved my mom right. That's so lame. And it's just, yeah, I think I think that's kind of, you know, the weird comedy in this movie kind of makes it for me. I I don't know how you feel about this film.
1: No, totally. And I mean, ladies, gentlemen. That's always an appropriate response if someone is making advances that you have specifically said you do not yes. want. Tase him. tase him. tase him right in the dick. Yes,
0: make him pee his pants. Nothing is less, <laughs> well, nothing is more deserved than that. Absolutely couldn't agree with you more. Yes. Yes, ScarJo in the early 2000s teaching us how to hmm. do it right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, I was watching. I was like, yes! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I cannot believe that ScarJo is in this movie. How surprising was yeah. that?
1: tiny little
0: baby tiny little baby Scarjo. i think i think that was probably the most delightful thing of this movie because i did not expect to see that coming and then yeah love her <laughs> love Scarjo.
1: <laughs> love her how how do you feel about spiders like in general i'm
0: okay with spiders so long as they're small anything that's sort of like palm size mm. is a little bit too big for me and it starts to get me a little weird yeah i don't like killing spiders because i just don't like killing anything i mean what it is yeah. like it's just trying to survive no. you or- know
1: To what end? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but I will say I watched this late at night and then I immediately went to bed after this and I did have dreams about spiders and it was quite scary. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. What do you feel about spiders?
1: Yeah, I like them. You know, I'm not like, I don't want them on me or like, you know. To crawly on me or anything, but like I can't remember the last time I like intentionally mm-hmm. killed a spider. I'm very much an advocate for like you get a glass over it and you gently take it outside mm-hmm. and you go here, small friend. They kill insects. They kill like all the uh, other things you don't want. Yeah. They're your friends.
0: Exactly. Like they're not they're not doing anything to harm you. Like no spiders are going out of their way to be like yes, yeah, let's which is what, murder something I didn't human. love
1: about this movie, especially that the tarantula was the aggressive one <laughs> when like tarantulas are famously super chilled yeah not venomous and just like really lovely pets
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i I believe it was purely on the basis of their size like that would have actually been kind of nice in the movie if you know joshua in the beginning was just like hey they're really big uh uh, well the 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 crickets are making them really big and really aggressive usually spiders are not actually aggressive that would have been like a a really cute little psa
1: (laughs) yeah because at first like the you know the tarantula escapes from the tank in that scene and you see it crawling around and At first I was like, well, this isn't a problem. He'll just, like, be like, oop, what are you doing? Scoop it back into the tank and the trench Uh will be like, oh, silly me. But no, then it gets really angry and bitey. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And yeah, it just, I can understand it for, like, maybe some of the other spiders, you know, the jumping spiders, that kind of makes the most sense because they're pretty mean. Mm. And and same with 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 the trapdoor spider, which is, I think is, like, one of the coolest spiders of all time, right?
1: Yeah, they're fucking cool. That scene with the ostriches is actually rad.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's actually the perfect word to describe this movie. It's just rad. You have yeah,
1: a like it's just- <laughs> It's got all the B-movie stuff that you want, yeah. right? You've got, like, the guy returning to his small hometown, the mm-hmm. one who got away, the inexplicably hot sheriff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the evil guy who's just in it for the money, uh, the teenage mm-hmm. daughter who's, like, kind of bratty but reconciles with her mother, the nerdy young boy who rides his bicycle around. It mm-hmm. all... It's every single trope that you want.
0: Exactly. It's, it's so great for that kind of thing. And you just... you. You have to eat it up because it's just so much fun Yeah. I think where it kind of where it falls flat is the fact that like as my as my synopsis kind of showed there isn't very much to it like they no. had all the inklings of something really yeah, good yeah they built up know? a lot of
1: relationships and tensions yeah. and it doesn't really super get resolved no
0: not at all like you get that scene from at the end with the guy from Cool Runnings was just like oh yep and they went back to the mine and they got the gold and everything was fine and it was just like that's not a good enough ending
1: the mine they just blew yeah, up yeah
0: that's, that's the other thing right like I thought I missed something from the ending there yeah but but no apparently not no Uh, (laughs) but yeah like if they had just developed it more, because like you said, they build those relationships. Where did the reactor radioactive waste come from? How does the the kids feel about yeah. this guy who came in and effectively fucked up their relationship by with the husband, you know, punching him in the face and all that kind of stuff? Like yeah. all of that really cool shit, like the gold mine, the selling of the town, even Wade, who is evil. Yeah, because
1: they imply that the mayor is basically allowing uh toxic waste companies to store toxic waste in the mines, so like kind of dumping it basically. Mm. And that's never resolved. Like, they just blow up the mine, and, like, with all that toxic waste that's stored in there, did they remove that at any point? Like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very very strange overall and it would have been cool. I mean, in 2003 they did say that there was going to be a sequel, which I would have loved.
1: Sometimes you don't need a sequel, you know.
0: <laughs> that's that's true. I think this podcast is is kind of uh, proof of, of uh, that. proof, yeah. yes. <laughs> what did we think of like the early 2000s animation spiders?
1: Some of them were very cool. <laughs> Like, look, mm-hmm. they did the best they could with what they had, considering, yes. like, the CGI in some movies today is still so janky. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually don't want to be too judgmental. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Like, you know what? They, they're spiders, and, you know, a lot of the time they move quite fast, so you don't really get to see any of the intricate details and stuff, which is fine. We don't need to. And, and yeah, yeah it, was, it's whatever. it was perfectly fine. It was perfectly acceptable for this rate of movie. Apparently the budget mostly went to the CGI, which, I mean... Completely makes sense. You've got those, loads yeah. and loads of spiders. Uh, what I really liked about the spiders as well, though, is like, they gave them little voices and stuff. Like, little, like... Mm. It was like, kind of cute. Gave them a little bit of, you know...
1: Again, it's everything you want from a B-movie, right? Like.
0: <laughs> what, what, what else can you really say about this, to be fair? I mean, perfectly fine.
1: It's exactly what it says on the mm-hmm. box. Nothing more, <laughs> nothing less. It's a perfectly fine way to spend mm-hmm. an hour and a half... Yeah. I I, I mean I, yeah. I was fine with it. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I know I'm skipping ahead here. <laughs> uh but I um, I don't mind that I did watch it the first time. So
0: like I mean, was this your first ever viewing or have you seen this film before?
1: No, no I think I saw it ages ago, mm-hmm. like maybe around the time it came out or just like a couple of years after. Mm-hmm. I mean, this came out in 2002. Yeah,
0: it's been a it's been a hot minute. It's almost been you what T- well to almost 20 years Good Lord yep. that's
1: yep <laughs> <sighs> scary
0: I don't like that I don't like that at all um, but yeah like a-, a friend mentioned to me I was speaking to, to her about this and I was saying oh we- we- we're gonna watch eight Legged freaks this week and she was like that movie reminds me so much of evolution. Do you remember that movie? Also old school, 2000s? No, gone? I don't. From like the same, the same era. Oh yeah. Like these two movies like went hand in hand. It was like, sort of like you either watched this or you watched evolution. You were like in one of two camps. It was a very weird time, you know, to, to really head, head, you know, hitch your wagon yeah. to. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do evolution at maybe. some point who knows what what the what the future holds all right so you have said you wouldn't watch it again but what is your scene that could have saved it if there is one i
1: mean how do you mess with perfection i uh i would have taken <laughs> out the scene of the cat being killed I just, for obvious reasons, I just really didn't like it. It made me really sad. It was very long. Mm-hmm. Like that was a prolonged scene.
0: Yeah, it felt like they could have probably developed that using like you know? actual story rather than a cat and a yeah spider um, fighting. I didn't love it. That yeah. cat
1: put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, but I, I don't want, I don't like hearing cats in distress. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's the most like wholesome Aww. thing of the whole thing. Oh, that's so lovely.
1: <laughs> I just, I hate it when animals get hurt. I don't like it. I didn't even like it when they shot the giant spiders i was like well, it's just trying to, try to do its giant spider thing it's just a little
0: hungry that is actually a really good point as well because i mean the spiders actually you know like you say we're just doing their spider thing just because like they've got a new sort of food source now because they're they're bigger than yeah. you are doesn't mean it's their fault i mean that's not how most spiders hunt but we're just going to you know, ignore that fact. Yeah, we're not
1: gonna, we're not gonna get into, um, the (laughs) probably massive amount of biological inaccuracies.
0: Yeah, so, like, I mentioned it, sort of, like, mentioned it, and, and it's the fact that, like, I just wish they had developed one of those awesome backstories a little bit more, even if it was just, like, the evil mayor of the town selling the radioactive, like, let's develop that story more, have, like, a really nice, you know, good conclusion for that. Let's just Keep that rolling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I want to find out how the unreasonably hot sheriff became sheriff.
0: <laughs> so you want a prequel? Like, it has nothing to do with spy- spiders? It's just her no, election? Nothing at all to, to do. It's
1: just her versus the patriarchy. I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. She's the, yeah. She seems to be the only attractive person in the whole town. While
1: dealing with, like, a shitty, abusive husband. Yeah,
0: that's real good.
1: And being pregnant at a very young age yeah, like
0: i like all of that she
1: she it's it's canon she was uh she got pregnant at 16 mm-hmm. and she married this asshole uh like how did she become a chief that's kind of amazing yeah
0: that's a pretty great story actually that's that's oscar worthy yeah. right there we could we could write that you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be it would actually be a really interesting pitch for to to bring to netflix if we were just like right we got a prequel for eight-legged freaks but all it is is the story of the sheriff
1: yeah uh no there are no spiders in it please stop these ridiculous (laughs) questions
0: yeah why did you think it would have spiders in i mean it's a prequel obviously okay
1: the spiders are the least interesting thing about eight-legged freaks first of all
0: exactly (laughs) to be fair you mentioned that and it's just like the women in this movie are actually really really strong like well-written female characters which is very cool Mm, yeah, look at that's that!
1: True, Gladys even.
0: Yes, yes, she doesn't take no shit for no one. She's great, mm, like Gladys. Mm. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. So actually, you know what? This movie's pretty fun. Actually, yeah.
0: I'll show it to to my young daughters one day and say, "This is what you should emulate: strong, positive female role models in your life."
1: <laughs> yes, feminist <laughs> film night. Eight-legged freaks.
0: Eight-legged freaks. Who knew it? Who knew it? Um, and I guess that's that. Would be the only time that I would watch this again. I've watched it now. Maybe I'll wait another twenty years to watch it. <laughs>
1: For Feminist Film Night.
0: For, film, for Feminist Film Night. Well, Simone, now that we've done that, let's spend the next six hours dissecting the B movie, please. I'm so excited. And every
1: time we say B, we have to talk a little bit faster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm doing my best.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Barry B. Benson, <laughs> played by Jerry Seinfeld.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and keep that in.
1: Oh, uh, uh, okay. Barry B. Benson. <laughs> played by Jerry Seinfeld, is on the cusp of the rest of his life. He's about to graduate college and start the rest of his life as a productive member of his beehive. He and his his best friend, Adam Flayman, played by Matthew Broderick, uh, embark on their graduation tour and uh, Barry quickly realizes that he has to choose one job for the rest of his life and he is paralyzed by indecision. While he's trying to decide what to do, he decides to go out into the world with the, like, pollen jocks, aka the bees that get all the pollen to make the honey and do a bit of an explore. Uh, On this, we learn about how important pollination is and also how important honey is to the bees and how their lives revolve all around it. While he's out on this fly, a series of shenanigans ensue and his life is saved by Vanessa Bloom, voiced by Renee Zellweger. Vanessa saves him from her... boyfriend Ken played by Patrick Warburton uh, when he tries to squash Barry she saves him Barry breaks the first law of being a bee and talks to her to thank her Barry immediately has quite the crush on Vanessa uh, and resolves to spend more and more time with her one day, while they're exploring a grocery store, he sees a bunch of jarred honey for sale, and he realizes that people have been stealing honey from bees with no compensation and giving it and just selling it, and the bees are big exploited. Outrageous. So he decides he's going to sue the whole human race on behalf of bees <laughs> so that they they can finally be I don't know what his end goal is, but they want their honey back. <laughs> So what follows is a long court case against uh, lawyer Leighton T. Montgomery, voiced by John Goodman, uh, who represents all of the major honey food production companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of back and forth. His best friend Adam almost dies after being goaded into stinging the lawyer. Barry and Vanessa grow closer. Vanessa breaks up with Ken (laughs) because he doesn't understand what she's doing and how important it is. And they win. bees get all of their honey back, people who steal honey from the bees are punished, uh, and all seems right with the world. The bees can finally put their feet up, stop working, they've got enough honey to last them a lifetime now. Unfortunately, the bees putting their feet up means that they're not pollinating, so all of the flowers start slowly dying and it seems like there will be no more plants, no more food, no more agriculture, because bees are very important to our ecosystem. Vanessa explains all this to Barry. And they realize that their one last shot is getting a flower float from the Rose Parade in California, putting it on a plane, transporting those flowers back to New York so that they can use the pollen from those flowers to pollinate all of Central Park and, I guess, save agriculture everywhere?
0: yeah the whole world yeah
1: yeah shenanigans ensue because barry accidentally knocks the two pilots unconscious so a bunch of bees have to help him land the plane that's successful the bees then take the pollen pollinate central park the effect is immediate the day is (laughs) saved cut to a couple days in the future barry is practicing law representing other exploited animals uh outside of vanessa's very successful flower shop the end.
0: Good lord, well done for getting through that. Holy crap, there's thanks, a lot there. Thanks. So, what is your cliffhanger then? Please tell me.
1: Um, my cliffhanger is this one.
2: Woo! That bowl is gnarly, except for those dirty yellow rings! Get it! What are you doing? You know what? I don't even like honey. I don't eat it. We need to talk. He's just a little bee. And he happens to be the nicest bee I've met in a long time. Long time? What are you talking about? Are there other bugs in your life? No. But there are other things bugging me in life. And you're one of them. Fine. Talking bees, no yogurt night. My nerves are fried from riding on this emotional roller coaster. Goodbye, Ken. Ah! And for your information, I prefer sugar-free artificial sweeteners made by man. I'm sorry about all that. I know it's got an aftertaste. I like it. And I
1: just, I love this because yeah. they keep treating her ex-boyfriend like he's unreasonable mm-hmm. or like a little crazy for not supporting her. Yeah. And it's like, he is the sanest person. <laughs> In this whole
0: movie. (laughs) It's perfect for that reason. It's so funny for that. It's like, we're (laughs) supposed to be taking this bee's side. But when you look at it objectively, Mm. what?
1: He's got a bee trying to steal his girlfriend. Of
0: course you're going to fight with him. But also, why would you even fight with him? He's a bee. Just murder him. It's fine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this movie is a lot.
1: Yes, it, it certainly is. The first ten minutes of the movie are kind of like, like the opening to any YA dystopian novel. You know, it's The Giver. Yes. It's Divergent. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then it it's just very goes much like everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's how it starts. It starts like a YA dystopian novel. <laughs> it turns into a critique of capitalism.
0: I think so, right? Or. Like exploiting, exploiting yeah, worker bees but then, and stuff.
1: Yeah, but then it also isn't a critique of capitalism because then when the bees get their honey so they can stop working because now they're being fairly compensated, society falls mm. apart.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah,
1: it's... I'm not sure what we're in support of here no, <laughs> I th- or what we're critiquing. The, the whole
0: movie is like a weird fever dream because... You, I, I think it can be like split into two parts because you got the court case and everyone wins, and then you got the airplane scene. Yeah, l- both of which are in themselves enough to be enough of a, a of a story arc for a film. Yeah,
1: and both very contrived to get to where <laughs> they are. You know.
0: Yes, exactly. It was made more for the jokes, and they kind of just wrote a story around it mm. rather than mm-hmm. rather than doing a story first and then writing the jokes to fit. And yeah, you just see that with the bee puns all the time. Just these really exhausting bee puns that just don't end.
1: When when he tells his friend that he's met a girl and his friend's like, Oh, is she bee-ish? <laughs> <laughs> On Jerry Seinfeld. That's like, so bad.
0: That's so bad. So, so, I hated it. Like, is that like, does that mean like that there like are it, multiple religions now? So you get like well, Catholicism?
1: I think also because it was like, oh, you're not dating a wasp, are you? Which also. Yeah,
0: that was pretty great. <laughs> I appreciated joke. that. That's yeah, very yeah.
1: funny. But yeah, it was, it's very strange. I don't understand how this world works. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> I don't think they understand how pollination works. <laughs> Like, I appreciate, I really appreciate that this movie is trying to show how important bees are. Mm -hmm. Bees are super important. We should be doing everything we can to save them. But okay, why would you bring a flower that is probably not growing in New York? (laughs) <laughs> why would you go to all this trouble to I get there so you can pollinate the other plants like do they understand that like pollination it only works if you get pollen from like the same species of yeah, plant it's... and then there's like still gotta be a whole fertilization cycle thing like the plants don't immediately yeah. perk up
0: yeah exactly and it's not like you can mate dead plants like that's not how it works yeah. like once the plants are dead like they're dead they can't just be like oh cool yeah. got me some little little pollen now now I can start reproducing no they're dead like most dead things if not all dead things you can't reproduce once you have died just mm-hmm. basic biology yes but yeah you're so right and also <laughs> the fact like why would you take them like all the way to new york so california to in new york that's east coast uh west coast to east coast like just go to like Nevada or any other state that's right next door to to, to California and
1: I guess fuck everywhere else (laughs) I don't understand and then the central problem also wasn't really solved right like the bees still have too much honey they technically don't need to work there's no scene where Barry's like talking to the bees and he's like oh no it's really important that we Mm. still work and then it's also not really resolved what they do with all the honey like there's a throwaway line at the end where Vanessa's like oh would you you like to buy some honey it's be approved so that implies that like the bees are selling their own mm. honey now. So like maybe, I guess they've seized the means of production. I mean, that's what
0: Karl Marx wanted all along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what political message is this trying to send? I don't understand.
0: It's it's all like what I love. I, I was reading the, the trivia on this movie as well. And so apparently Seinfeld came to Spielberg with the idea of this movie as a joke. They were just like at a party and he yeah. joked about it. And Spielberg was like, yes, on it. So clearly Spielberg is on a lot of cocaine (laughs) and is now insane.
1: I I would love to be like that level of like wealthy and influential where like my friend can just like shoot me a really fucking dumb idea and I can go, you know what? fuck it i'll get this greenlit in no time yeah. don't you even worry this, about this this was
0: the ultimate power move this is big dick energy oh yeah. yeah yeah so i like before before talking about sort of you know the trivia on this i do want to read my favorite piece of trivia from the imdb page Please. which was definitely written by someone who is just really really mad at the world and is just a bit of a troll mm. so here we go Bees in the real world have a very different biology than the bees in this movie. Yeah. In the real world, male bees don't contribute at all to the honey process, which is done entirely by the females. Male bees are drones and just hang around the hive to mate with the queen. Drones have no stingers. That's the female's reproductive organ and self-defense method. Though, bees do tend to die after stinging as the stinger, which has tiny barbs in it, rips free from their body as the bees fly away. Also, male mosquitoes do not not drink blood only female mosquitoes do as a protein source for their eggs not as sustenance for themselves furthermore (laughs) insects have six legs not four they have compound eyes not simple ones
1: you know what that is valid (laughs) this was someone who has been studying insects for a very long time and they were like oh finally a movie about bees and they watched it and just shook with rage
0: (laughs) I would love to see if this person also wrote on the the page for Secret Life of Bees and we're just like this is not the Secret Life of Bees <laughs> Amanda Siegfried is not a friend to the bees whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> What I love as well is that uh, only 127 out of 171 people found this helpful, so there were people out there being like, I don't give a shit, and then just not enjoying that (laughs) fact. It's a
1: movie for children.
0: (laughs) That's another thing, though. Is it, really? Where a bee and a woman fall in love... Yeah, that's true. Is it a movie for children?
1: Especially because when I told my friends, like, oh, I'm doing Bee Movie this week, all of them were like, isn't that the one where she fucks a (laughs) bee? (laughs) Like... That's the only thing people remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is just—it's a weird trope. It's—it's it's just a weird thing to develop as as, as far as a movie goes. Like, uh, why?
1: Okay, well, you know what? Let's let's circle it back a little bit here, Chad. What did you like about the okay, movie? Okay,
0: fair, fair. I loved John Goodman uh, in this. I think he uh, did a great I job. I love John you know, Goodman. He is so funny on a good day, and this was just one of his best days, to to just be like, just like obviously Seinfeld was just like, you know what, have at it, just go nuts, have the best be your most time, do whatever you want, villainous be
1: most... self. <laughs>
0: <laughs> And it was perfect. It was absolutely what I wanted. I thought I would like the jabs at Ray Liotta more Poor than Ray Liotta. I did. Pa- like I felt really bad I for really Ray Liotta like Ray in Liotta. this actually. <laughs> Yeah, he's a bit of a wild card, but I kind of love him. And he just gets attacked in this. He
1: was a good sport about
0: this. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I mean, obviously, um, you know, Vanessa's boyfriend, he is just always hilarious. Can, um, What's his name? I can never remember.
1: Patrick Warburton.
0: Pa- Patrick Warburton is one of the most fantastic actors <sighs> of all time. And I cannot love him <sighs> any more than I already do. You know,
1: I will say that the casting in this movie was flawless. Yes. I, I, yes. I never would have personally put jerry seinfeld in a movie about a bee but somehow it just works his best friend is played by matthew broderick
0: (laughs) (laughs) also really weird but really works
1: sure it yeah it's i don't understand this movie just seems to like really have resonated with some people yeah and i guess i can kind of see it but it's just it it, it's really too unreal to be
0: believed <laughs> That's the thing I think this this kind of goes through the idea of the human spirit because, yeah, only the human race can take a movie about a bee in which she he fucks a woman. And give it a... And sues the human and sues race. And the human race and bring it back, you know, three years after its creation. No, sorry, 11 years after creation because it was sort of like 2007 and then it got like a rehashing in 2016 yeah. with the YouTube phenomenon of bee, the bees movie. But every time <laughs> they say bees, the movie gets a little bit faster. And then all the fucking variations on that were just yeah, perfect. Only the human race can do that. Only the human race can take this weird ass movie that should have just laid dead and buried and yeah. make it a phenomena again that we will be talking about for years. Yeah,
1: no, you're 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 so right. You're so right. And you know, I will say also that this movie is very beautiful. All of the flight mm-hmm. scenes are so pretty and even, however mm. <laughs> scientifically inaccurate it is the scene where they're <laughs> pollinating uh in new york at the end so pretty here comes the sun mm-hmm. is playing mm. that's nice i liked all the little bits inside the hive how it looked like a fun factory slash amusement park like yeah. there are little bits that where i'm like this is really fucking cute um i just the, the key with b movie is you can't think about it too hard mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. it's a kid's movie and it should be left yeah it should be left there mm-hmm. i think adults have just come in and kind of taken over the whole vibe
2: yeah but
0: yeah it is a kid's movie it should have remained a kid's movie it's weird if you think about it too much because you know yeah everything about it and is i think
1: that fake. was our mistake at the beginning of this we're wondering what the political agenda is <laughs> Uh maybe there isn't one. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just Or or Maybe there is. Yeah. Is this is oh is this Jerry Seinfeld's attempt to run for the mayor of New York? Is this is the start? Is this
1: his nineteen eighty four? No, not nineteen eighty four. Animal farm. <laughs> is this his animal farm?
0: That is a that is a I like that. I like that a lot. Jerry Seinfeld is clearly a genius and we're all just too stupid to realize. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think he thinks so too.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so what, is there a scene that could have saved this for you? I don't know, man.
1: Where would you begin? Where would you begin? Where would you start? Because
0: there are two movies in this, really, essentially. Uh,
1: Yeah, there are several.
0: So, so yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have seen a movie of just Ray Liotta getting into the honey business. That could have been really fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds delightful, frankly.
0: You could make it sort of like Goodfellas, but it's about honey and that's just adorable.
1: (laughs) I would watch that. That yeah. would be very cute.
0: There you go. We've come up with two really good uh, prequels to this movie. Yeah. Yeah, or to these two movies. He
1: has like a little badger sidekick <gasps> or something. Oh. oh
0: my God. Yes. And the badger's even meaner and off the chain than he is. And it's just like, yes! who's really the crazy one?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fun. But then they reconcile their differences. and oh. Oh. Guys, Netflix. That's beautiful. Netflix. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on,
0: Seinfeld. We pitch you a new idea every week. Let's do this. Seinfeld can back it. He clearly has enough money to just back whatever the fuck he wants. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Yes. Let's get Spielberg on yeah. this. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off yours because I've got nothing that could have saved this. Maybe you know, make it even more Citizen Katie and just like take oh. out the airplane shit and just like really hammer down on that court scene. You know me, I love mm. a good court drama. Oh yes, um, you make
1: it a full legal drama.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, do the correct procedure because they they really fucked with procedure in this Simone, and it very much. Yeah, upset you can't me. bring
1: a bear into court.
0: Yeah, that's, that's an unfair exhibit. That's not right. And then also, the defense doesn't start the, the, the trial off. The, the prosecution does, obviously. It's them bringing the case. But that stressed me out way too much. Valid. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, I would have just got like that judge recused because her, her surname was B-ish. So I would have just been like, you, you've got an unfair bias, get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, female judge. That's... <laughs> Something,
0: yeah, female judge. Although I did, did you feel a little bit icky when uh, Jerry Seinfeld started talking about slavery, as in like proper slavery, and then like in front of obviously an animated black judge? But even so, I was just like, uh, no, what if we did it <laughs> too far? Too far, bring it back. Yeah. This is a kid movie. <laughs> so, would you watch this? In- what? <laughs> would you watch this insane fever dream again? This Karl Marx fever dream.
1: No, I don't think I would. Uh, watching it again was enough. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is this is what B-movie is about. I've seen it. I know that now. Mm-hmm. I can let it go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about right. you? I feel the exact same way. Like I said to you last week, I've never seen the full B-movie. I've only watched, you know, parts of it to, to, to accumulate into a full movie. But it was nice to see it once the whole time through and now never yeah. again. You know, we've got like 19 seasons of Seinfeld. If we want to see Jerry Seinfeld shouting aggressively, yeah. we can just do that for yeah, the next 2 that's years.
1: That's true. That's very true. Simple yeah.
0: as that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much Simone. This has been a week. What a what a fantastic thing to do. I mean, we'll 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 keep finding yeah. genres. Whatever whatever. Yeah, we
1: keep coming up with new themes. I'm very happy about it.
0: <laughs> so, what uh is your gratitude for the week? Oh, I
1: hadn't even thought of this. My gratitude for week is. Oh, uh, so my new work, the offices are in the City Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's optional whether we go into the office, like we can work fully remote or like we can go in. So I try to go in like yeah. once a week just to feel like I'm part of the world.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, like, really nice that it's in the City Bowl because I feel like uh, this might not mean a lot to our other Cape Town listeners, (laughs) but I always, like, avoid going to the City Bowl because it's, like, always a mission Mm -hmm. and it's, like, so out of the way for me and, like, it's such a schlep. So it's kind of nice, like, that now I'm in the City Bowl, so I have, like... bit more incentive or like it's easier for me to like explore the different little cool restaurants and bars Mm -hmm. because town is really cool like it's really vibey and there's like a lot of awesome stuff going on and I feel like I missed out on a lot of it yeah so yeah yeah, it's cool that now I've got like a bit more of like an excuse to explore that more on Mm -hmm. Friday we found a really cool little wine bar
0: (gasps) Wonderful. That sounds so nice. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. So, what did you have like sundown is there? Yeah. 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 It
1: was it was just so cool. I was like I never would have uh, discovered this place if I no. hadn't like been in town after work, you know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're so right. And I think the the other thing about the CBD in Cape Town is it is a little bit intimidating. Like if you're not there yeah, all the time, like it can lot. You know, it can be a lot. Like it, it it's quite overwhelming. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think being in the it being in there at least once a week is gonna sort of mm. you know limit that. I know you've been living in Cape Town forever now, but yeah, yeah. So so great, so so wonderful. I'm so happy for you. That's great, and you're gonna find all these little places. Yeah, and then I'm when so I come crazy. back to visit me visit you, you're just gonna take me to I'll all of them. It'll be great.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we be so nice. Yes. What's your gratitude?
0: Uh, I finished exams, which is lovely. Hey, yay! Bow,
1: bow, bow, bow,
0: which is nice. And so
1: now it's one more s- term. Uh,
0: well, I've, I've moved to part-time now, so uh, it's two okay. more terms, just so I can do that. But okay. basically, like, it's it, it's not that hard. I've got four more courses over, over the next two years, so it's like easy, bree- okay. easy breezy. I'm not, like, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm essentially wow. done. This is like part-time, you know, like a Coursera course, or like something on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so yeah, I'm really happy about that, and I think the absolute kicker to that fact is the fact that I was able to catch up on all my podcasts. Like you know how frustrating nice. it is when like you've got something really busy on, and then you just like let them stack up, and now you've got like 13 episodes mm-hmm. of everything to catch up on, and it's exhausting oh, yeah. to try and catch up. Uh, and I've done it. I've I've caught up, and I'm I'm up to date, Amazing. and I'm really happy about that. Such a good feeling. That
1: incredible. Well, well done. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. So, Simone, what are we going to do next week? Any ideas?
1: Yes. We, Chad, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh-huh. He is a national treasure, the joy of Hollywood, yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, yes. how could we not? How, how is it taking us, yes. again, this long to do this? Yes.
1: Totally. Yes. You know, he's a delight.
0: Everyone loves him. How could you not love him? He's yeah. giant.
1: How- <laughs> <laughs> So, I wanted to cover his movies, like, before he became, like, a super big sensation. Like, when right. he was just, like, this really big wrestler dude yeah. who, like, did movies sometimes. Yeah. So, we're doing Scorpion King, a classic.
0: Yes. So good. I love that movie.
1: And... The Tooth Fairy.
0: Fucking... I haven't seen The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Should be creepy. Very, very exciting. And I'm
1: keen to compare it to, like, Jackie Chan week yeah. we did, where, like, he was the... What was that movie?
0: Uh, the spy next door i want to say
1: yeah spy yeah. next door exactly it's always that one of like oh i'm a tough guy mm-hmm. and now there are these kids yeah
0: exactly and how do i deal with the kids mm-hmm. so yeah i think that would be an interesting thing yeah 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 i think i think we're in for a good week i yeah. love the scorpion king the i mean as a follow-up to the original mummy chef's kiss mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. so so good super excited um i don't Yeah, I'm really ready for this. That's great. Well, thank you. Next week is Christmas all over again. (sighs) I'm so ready for it.
1: It's what we aim for.
0: So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you. What are you guys doing? If you're in North America, are you hunkering down for Brood X? What do you think of bee movies? Do you believe in the equal right of bees to, you know, not have their honey taken advantage of and the ability to have sex with human women if they consent? Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Let us know in whatever ways you can, and where can they do that, Simone?
1: They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at FreshTomato's Podcast at gmail.com.
0: There you have it. And as we say, at the end of every episode, we, we love, you love you and there's, there's nothing, nothing you can do about it.
1: Do about it. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you.